Hi-ho, this is Michael V, host here, and welcome to a new episode of The Old Frog and Piggy Show. I apologize to my six viewers, six listeners, uh, that I didn't have an episode last week. I was away for the weekend. Uh, so we're doing a double header, and I have the, uh, the great pleasure of having a guest with me today. Uh, this is uh, the Fozzie Bear to my Kermit the Frog, and I swear he's my twin brother. This is Sam. Say hello to everybody, Sam. Hello. Waka waka. <laughs> um, that, of course, was a reference to the Great Muppet Caper, if anybody did not know that. So, we're again, we're doing a double header. Uh, this is a coverage of episode four and five. Uh, and yeah, let's just, uh, well, first off, let's get on into, usually I have some news, or at least try to find some news on the Muppets. It's pretty scarce these days. Uh, but in the today's Muppet News Flash, I'm going to actually talk about you, Sam, or we're going to talk about you. Uh, so tell me a bit about your history with the Muppets. Like, when did you start watching? What was your first show? Who's your favorite Muppet? That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess I'll, I'll give away my age. So I did not grow up with the Muppet show airing, of course. Um, I am turning 28, actually, tomorrow. So I grew up with the tail end of the movies coming out at the end of... Jim Henson's life and just after Jim Henson had passed. So uh, Muppet Treasure Island, Great Muppet Caper, um, Muppet Christmas Carol. Those were the movies I grew up with. That, that was how I got introduced to the Muppets. I did not watch the show itself until being like 20 about. So, you know, I got the DVDs and, and went through those that are available. Um, but I'd more or less kept up with them through the, you know, the years after that were not kind to the Muppets, but uh, I kind of stuck with it, and I've always hoped that they would kind of catch their stride, find a new modern form that appeals to everybody. But yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I'm I'm 31, so we're, we're we've kind of been in the same era. Uh, I watched a lot of Muppet uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. And then later on, I got the DVDs like you. Uh, I, wa- I remember watching Muppets Tonight. I don't know if you remember that show. I do not really remember Muppets Tonight. I have not heard great things. I, I remember okay things about it. I don't really remember a lot about it. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of in the same ballpark of, of what we watched. Um, I was definitely introduced to the Muppets, little, like the Muppet show a little bit later with my parents that really loved it. Um... Yeah, so that's our that's our Muppet news flash right now, and we're gonna get into the Muppets in review. Now, uh, again, this is for episodes four and five, uh, and we're obviously gonna start with four because that was the later episode. Uh, so the. This starts off with um, the backstage segments, sort of. I, I just call it backstage because it's not the seg- the the pre-recorded stuff. Uh, so this is Scooter, and he's falling asleep at his desk, bef- and he's got like 20 minutes until he's got to upload the segments to Disney Plus, quote unquote, upload them, uh, and. Throughout the segments of this show, uh, you know, you see Animal helping him out, st- trying to stay awake. 
And uh, we do actually see a cameo by the full Electric Mayhem, which was lovely. I liked seeing the Electric Mayhem. I think this is the first time we've seen... I, I guess Janice was in one of the earlier episodes on Lifestyle with Miss Piggy. Yes. But we hadn't seen, you know, Dr. Teeth or Zoot or any of it. I think maybe Animal had a cameo earlier. Uh, I don't think so. I know Dr. Teeth did, like, on the first episode when they were up, when uh, when Scooter said he was uploading, there was a text from Dr. Teeth. Oh, okay. Talking about, oh, what are we going to do about scoring this whole show? And I'm like, I remember just saying, someone lied to Dr. Teeth. They're not doing some elaborate score. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to see the full Electric Mayhem on a Zoom call. And uh, that was a, before the last segment, I want to say. Uh, but it was good. I liked that. That was probably the hi- one of the highlights of that episode for me, personally. Uh, and then the first actual pre-recorded segment that Scooter uploaded was the Mup Close and Personal. And normally it's hosted by, I say normally, it's happened once. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, hosted by Kermit, but it was hosted by Miss Piggy instead. And it had Aubrey Plaza as the guest. Uh, I'm generally not a fan of Miss Piggy in this show. Um, and her, her conversation with Aubrey Plaza was very awkward and very self-centered as it usually is with Piggy. Um, and then there was this whole bit of deadly trying to get some other footage of like Aubrey emoting things as if Piggy was going to say something profound, but Piggy wasn't actually in the shot. It was deadly in a Piggy costume kind of shooting his back. It was just very odd. And I don't know there. This is supposed to be an unscripted show. So maybe they just didn't tell Aubrey what was going on. Um, but I found it very odd. A, the fact that uh, Piggy was doing this at all, what was Kermit doing when it's his segment? And two, why was it just so awkward? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, it, like you said, it, it's the second time. So I guess, I guess the concept here is it's just, it, it's a Muppet interviewing a guest, guest star. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much, that's the only theme they're really working off of. And yeah, the the idea that they're gonna take this extra footage and and cut it later for something better, like it kind of fits this like theme of like you know, the show's supposed to be on a meta level thrown together, you know. And you even had that in the old Muppet Show. You had Kermit like big ball of nerves trying to keep the show running, trying mm-hmm. to find where the next act even is minutes yeah. before they go on. It's true. It's kind of in the spirit of that, but. Yeah, I think they just spent too long on that one gag. I agree. Um, yeah, there was, in regard to the the idea of Mup, Mup Close and Personal being a rotating chair of hosts, um, I remember seeing an interview before Muppets Now came out. Um, <clears throat> some inter- uh, some YouTuber was interviewing uh, Scooter, and he, he was saying that there is going to be an interview at some point between... Fozzie and Seth Rogen and I thought that was going to be its own segment but what you just said there having a rotating cast or rotating chair of 
uh, host, that might be where Fozzie gets his interview in. He might be hosting a up close and personal, which is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, I mean, as a segment, I think it's fine. But yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those if you're going to do that rotation, like some of them are going to be better than others. Agreed. And I liked some the. Of it depends on the guest star too. If yeah. they're going to, you know, kind of play along or that's you know, true. Just, contribute more yeah i liked the um i liked the one that kermit did with uh rupaul yeah that was in the first episode. that was in the first episode that, yeah. and, and that one they had everybody walking in yeah it, kind of, it kind of that was like the probably the best segment in the first episode i, I agree i very much agree um so next was muppet labs field test and they were talking about sound and sound waves this was definitely my highlight of this particular episode. Um, I, I've really grown to like the Muppet Labs. I mean, I've always loved Muppet Labs in general. Um, but this field test segment is definitely the highlight of, the, uh, all of these segments in general. Um, they're actually giving you some history into the scientific theme of the week they are you know they're doing some tests they're doing they're doing what they call comedy sometimes um and i just i I think it's the most cohesive of the of the segments in my opinion yeah i i mean it kind of hits the i it's exactly what you would want from bunsen and beaker you know it's you know they're gonna do these little experiments and they're going to go horribly wrong and it's edutainment you know, hilarious mishap, mm-hmm. usually at Beaker's expense. <laughs> yes. it's, you know, it's not that hard to figure out. It, you, the main trick is, you know, keeping it fresh every mm-hmm. time they, because they have been reusing segments. Yes. That's something I noticed. And it might've been this episode. I'm like, there was not a new segment in this episode. No, they've, they're kind of sticking with, I think five or six particular Segments. And like, I think up to this point, like every, every episode I think has had okie dokie cooking and lifestyle. Definitely lifestyle. I've noticed that everyone has had lifestyle. Uh, and yes, I think every one of them I, has I think had the well, episode five, I think didn't have um, Swedish chef on. Uh, not in his own segment, but it did have yeah, him he, show he up in other segments. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. I yeah, guess. we'll get to that. Um, so they, yeah, in, in the sound tests, they used a, a chaladni plate to, uh, you know, move some, some salt and differently colored sand uh, for like with the sound waves. I've always seen those in YouTube videos and it's pretty cool. Uh, and they worked with a non-Newtonian fluid, Ublek, uh, on top of a speaker, which was pretty cool. Um, and then a shatter test of a, like a wine glass. So those are all pretty, I thought, pretty impressive tests uh, to show kids the power of sound, which is, again, it's edutainment for, they're shooting for kids, and I think that this segment does a pretty good job of it. And, and that is the angle that you, it seems obvious, but that's not, you know, Muppet Labs before was usually, you know, a little bit more just sci-fi, flight of fancy, like... Beaker would have some, you know, ridiculous gadget that he would test. Uh, and then, 
you know, something would go wrong. But, you know, there there was nothing in the way of like attempting to explain or educate. And it's it's a it's a very basic level, but I mean you you want this to be an all audiences thing. You wanna I mean even adults are gonna be like, okay, how long are you gonna spend on this? I don't I don't know if I can take another physics lecture. Yeah, there the field test is pretty pretty quick uh for the science lesson, but I think it gets the message across. Um, so then we rolled into okie dokie cooking and this was Swedish chef versus chef Giuseppe from, from Italy. And they were making a carbonara. Uh, I think that this was, I, I was, I'm going to give props to Swedish chef for making his own pasta in this, in this segment. Uh, he was making and cutting his own spaghetti, which was pretty cool. And in the end he made he didn't quite finish, but he made a deconstructed carbonara. So that was all just the raw ingredients on top of each other in a, on a plate, which was actually the most complete meal he's made on Okie Dokie Cooking. Um, everything else, it was like kind of, I mean, it's it all slapdash. Orthodox. Yes, very unorthodox. It's all been like slapdash at the end when you're plating. Um, getting um you know getting the mole in the mole h in the mole taco uh trying to just use a chicken massage the chicken so you can use it for uh for the chicken mole um but th again this was it was raw so nothing was really done but i thought you know props to swedish chef for actually plating something relatively edible <laughs> yeah and I, yeah. I, I still hate, I still hate that, uh, the, the Turkey lady. Yeah. His, I don't recognize her. Which, is she a new Muppet? I, I think she's new. From, I think okay. she's new. The, uh, only, was, the only other Turkey Muppet I've seen was in Muppet Family Christmas. That cool one that didn't think he was going to get cooked until he realized he was going to get cooked. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it was very confusing to me because I, it, with from the first episode, it's like, oh, this is Swedish chef doing his thing. And then there's this turkey telling me that it's a competition. We're going to make a. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's I suppose it's good to have a, you know, some kind of different spin on it. I, I think what would be far more hilarious would be if they brought someone else in and you just had Swedish chef do his normal thing. And then they had to follow along. Yeah, if, if it was Swedish chef's meal that they were trying to make instead of them making the guests' meal. That would, that would be much, I think that would be way funnier. That, you know, it's uh, be trying to go with this complete mess and actually make a good meal out of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you you have them trying to trying to stuff the mole into the tortilla. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flop some sour cream on it. And... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was okie dokie cooking, and then the last episode, last uh, segment of this episode in particular was lifestyle with Miss Piggy, and this was uh, self care. This episode. So there was some some decent I thought this was an actually positive thing that she was trying to teach people. You know, 
everybody, especially in this pandemic, need to worry about your own mental health and self-care. And um, I thought this was an actually semi-decent message that she was trying to teach, even though she wasn't, she's never great at teaching anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the life, uh, these segments, and it, it, it kind of seems to be most of my, my issue with the, um, the whole show. It just, it, it doesn't move beyond like the base level of like, okay, it's, it's piggy. She's doing like a lifestyle video blog sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they just don't do anything like they kind of just, it's exactly what you'd expect, but then it, the great thing about the Muppets is there's usually something you completely don't accept. There's, there's something completely bonkers that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's just missing. I think from, from a lot of these for the most part, I think in, in episode three, like, and this was literally like the only thing I found good about the segment then was the fact that when Linda Cardellini came on, she just had Brie the cheese with her <laughs> just there. Yeah. It's funny. And everybody it's funny. said, hi, it's Brie. And then it was never acknowledged after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, 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 the chat room section is the best when Linda Cardellini has somebody in the room with her. So yeah, like she had seems to be a running gag at this point. Oh yeah, some random Muppet. So with her. like she had the penguin on the fitness episode. So who who's I guess her personal trainer? Mm-hmm. And I found that hilarious. And then Pepe is in this one, uh, to the uh, and he's just he's just like you know I'm reading yeah, her palm. He gives good massages. Yeah. Good massages and doesn't want to make the guacamole when Piggy just shows up. Oh no, she ruins the party. I don't want I don't want to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, are they both in the same house? Is what I'm wondering because she I, showed up there really quickly. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to be. It was uh, that that the, the lifestyle segment is the just the most disjointed out of all of it. The all of the segments, it's got Piggy in her house with all the with the, the main part and the Tay Diggs section. So it's it feels like it like the piggy sections were the most uh affected by COVID nineteen. It's her in her house and then it's her on a chat room. Like in a Zoom call. It's I just find it so weird and it's the most disjointed out of all the segments. Everything else you have uh, like a guest hanging out with them in the studio. Um, and then there's just Piggy who demanded a show, but COVID was a thing. Like, okay, let's put her on a Zoom call with people. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see when, you know, if if they do like a second season, if this segment comes back or if they tone it down or don't have it as much. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean that necessitates being able to even film again. That's Who knows? true. Yeah, it'll depend on when uh, when they start filming a second season or if they start filming a second season. Um, one thing that uh, one note, like a sort of a good cameo, if you know, good. Yeah, um, Miss Poogie was in the, that Zoom call from the first of the new Muppet movies, like the one where they introduced yeah, Walter. The, the Muppets. The Muppets, yeah. 
Um, I just found that really interesting as a deep cut. Uh, and she was like playing Candy Crush instead of participating in the Zoom call. I just found that really funny. Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of, and, and like you said, I, I do think the, the chat room's probably the best part of it because they seem to have a nice, there's something they do every time and it's a little different and it kind of creates a new gag. You've got yeah. Linda with some random Muppet that's just there for like almost no reason. And then you've got somebody else who adds um, close to nothing, but is still like puts in that little joke. The one yeah. the, the I do get bothered by the fact that they have to have a fourth chair in that zoom call so there's no wasted mm -hmm. space so they just put a non-speaking muppet it's just some animal uh camilla the chicken beaker it's yeah i that's the one thing out of the chat room sec segment uh that bugs me it probably is just because it would look weird to try to split it three ways they have to do four yeah yeah there would either the, be... i mean the whole joke is that it's all about piggy so yeah she's not gonna let anyone else talk anyway yeah it's basically all about piggy talking to linda cardellini uh, <laughs> but yeah um if you were to rate this episode i know it's still kind of foggy in your mind uh what would you give it a rate rate out of five uh i mean i mean maybe a three it was it was okay okay uh, I think relative to other episodes, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I think I would also say a three. I generally go by which segments I liked. So mm -hmm. if it's kind of a pass fail on each segment. Uh, so I liked the, the backstage segments. I, I didn't hate because you had the animal, you got the uh, electric mayhem involved. Uh, and then I liked the Muppet, Muppet Labs and I really liked the okie dokie cooking. So that's three out of five for me. So I'd say that's pretty good. Uh, I've been giving a lot of two out of fives for some of these. So it's, it's a nice improvement to have it kind of right down the middle. Um, moving right along to episode five, where in the backstage segments, uh, backstage story, Scooter, for whatever reason, just as he's uploading the episodes, he needs to get an OS update. So he calls IT, uh, Chip, I think his name is, and he, he just installs an, uh, an update for, uh, for his OS on his computer, which does all of the different things. It deletes random files, including the whole uploads of, that, he's going, that he's supposed to be putting onto Disney Plus, uh, and all for a f uh, filters feature at the end. That's the only improvement. All of that mm -hmm. time, all of the headaches that Scooter's going th through for the ability to put heart eyes on your face. I mean, it's, it's not that it bothers me that much, but I'm just surprised whoever like scripted this seems to have no idea how a computer works. Yeah. I agree. And I don't know if that's maybe supposed to be part of the joke, but like, I'm just like, this doesn't even, why is he dragging and dropping files at the start of every episode? I don't know. Like the thing that would make more sense is if he's like trying, you know, struggling to contact like piggy or whoever didn't send them on yeah. time. 
Yeah. But instead it's just, oh, I got a, I got a drag and drop. Into this random like, portal. Okay, that's meaningful. <laughs> yeah, the, I, feel, I feel like the writers don't, somehow don't have a computer. And therefore they don't know how the heck this works. Or they're trying to like, again, provide that baseline of like super baseline of how a computer might work to a child. Well, I mean, and you don't want to you don't want to waste time on the details. No, I mean, this is this is a very quick segment that's supposed to run in between the other ones. Yeah, it's, but I mean, it just I don't know. It just especially with this one, it's like, how does this even make sense to anyone? Anyway, uh, so we went straight into our favorite segment, lifestyle with Miss Piggy, uh, and this was traveling. This topic of the week, and why is she traveling during COVID? I don't care if she's going to Texas, uh, Paris, Texas, or Paris, France. She shouldn't be traveling. I guess it's. I, I mean, they haven't really acknowledged COVID. No. Other than within the, the show. Other than the fact that they're all doing this on Zoom calls. Right, but I, I mean, like in the last one, Piggy just leaves and shows up at Linda Cardellini's house immediately. <laughs> that's true. Um, and I, I think that's more of a you know a meta thing because they had to <clears> film it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, less than, and I, I, at this point, I wouldn't expect them to acknowledge it within the show. No, probably um, not. People have heard enough about COVID anyway. They don't want to, they want to get distracted shows about it. Yeah. It, at the same time, like they're also kind of acknowledging it by putting all this in zoom calls and, and whatnot. And, uh, it's like strangely dating the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be weird to watch this ten years from um, now later. Yeah, it's and it, well, and I I do think very much you know you talk about if they do renew for another season and if that gets delayed because of the difficulties of filming, you know, the first season is going to look really weird compared to the second. Yeah. Yeah, if they can if they can overcome COVID and be, do everything in the studio, hang out, do a, like a meeting on or like Kermit and Scooter upload together in the editing bay or something, uh, it'll look really weird compared to the the Zoom calls of of the backstage stuff. <sighs> anyway, um, so traveling was the topic of the the lifestyle like i said um some tips from piggy were to bring your best friend she was talking about fufu in her case her dog um get your beauty rest uh which she uses a travel pillow and to learn the language of where you're going and this was my best my favorite part of the segment because it was uh swedish chef who is in fact my favorite muppet um and uh it's a good choice it's, oh i love him he's he's the perfect melding of my two favorite things right like two of my fa- two of my favorite things muppets and cooking and just like i want to get a tattoo on my arm of the swedish chef like you know that kind of typical chef tattoo with the the chef's hat and the two knives it's like it's a bit like okay. a pirate jolly roger i want to get that but the swedish chef's face and two um two wooden spoons and the words bork, bork, bork. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that'll be a separate section. A, a, a separate segment. Not segment. 
session. That's the word I was looking for. Um, uh, so she, Swedish chef taught, uh, taught Piggy a phrase in faux Swedish, uh, which we don't know what it means. Verdigur. Um, anyway, the, the Tay Diggs part was really, I didn't like the Tay Diggs part because they're just playing with the stereotypes of weird foreign foods. Like all of those foods I'm sure are, I'm sure they're delicious. The sweetbreads, the, yeah. the jelly. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like I was saying, but it's like the lowest hanging fruit mm-hmm. joke. Like they don't take it anywhere. It's just like, oh yeah, some food is weird and we would think it's gross. Yeah. And not want to eat it. And Piggy is like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that's always, Piggy's always been, you know, a character that's like, she'll try to impress people and try to go along with whatever and scene other culture, famous yeah. people do. Cause she wants to be like them. Yeah. You know, she's, she's a, a diva and she's <laughs> kind of compensating, trying to make herself more famous than she is a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. But it's like, it, it's like, okay. But I mean, this is like, it, it, there's nothing new here. It's like, it's the, at least she's not acting out of character, I guess. That's true. Um, I, and being a Canadian, I have never had jellied moose nose, which was one of the t- was which was one of the dishes that they were given. Um, I wonder if that's an Aboriginal thing or a Native thing. Um, but I've never had that. That's not like a local cuisine in Toronto. <laughs> you don't you don't cook that up like every every Saturday. I mean, maybe once a month, but. Uh, but not, it's not a regular thing in my house. Maybe I'll try it. Uh, the moose population is pretty low in my area. Uh, but I will, you know, what? maybe I'll start doing that. (laughs) Go hunting. Yeah. Just go hunting and, uh, jelly some moose nose. Um, we went, then went to the chat room area, excuse me. And, uh, while piggy is traveling, Linda is pet sitting foo-foo. Who is clearly a better dog owner than her? Mm-hmm. She's already she already has a actually really cool uh, trick that Fufu can do using inside voice and outside voice. I wish my dog could do that. Um, I wish every dog could do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be great. Um, Beverly Plume, the turkey from Okie Dokie Cooking, was on there. A, I think they're just trying to shoehorn as much Okie Dokie Cooking in on there because there wasn't any. Um, yeah, what was actually pretty funny. Oh no, it's the next segment. Um, there was actually supposed to be an okie dokie cooking on this episode. If you saw, if you, I don't know if you noticed, but while everything was getting deleted, a, all the files from all the, all the uploads in that file folder that he's, that he drags from were deleted and he had to go to, uh, backups of Muppet masters for the next segment but there was actually supposed to be an okie dokie cooking on there, which is really funny because they put Beverly plume. It just bled into everything. It just bled into everything else. So maybe that's why it's just, I find that so funny. It's kind of a coincidence. Um, Let's see. So yeah, they had, again, the fourth chair, they had some bunny. It doesn't even have a name at least like with, they'll give penguins and the chickens names or beaker or whatever. They're just 
they're they're really struggling to have this fourth chair thing go on. So it's just, you know, let's have a random bunny. I found that very odd. Yeah, I, I mean, just accept the running gag. Accept the running point. gag, yeah. Don't accept anything, yeah. expect anything different. Yeah, that's true. It's always that low-hanging fruit. Um, so then we went to Muppet Masters where we were focusing on Uncle Deadly. And this is the first Muppet Masters since the first episode where they focused on Kermit. Um, so uh, Deadly is apparently a master of stage combat where he knows actually nothing about stage combat. Um, he doesn't, I mean, you don't necessarily need to know everything, every part of a sword to, to use it in a, in a combat situation, but it's like Walter clearly does his research and he mentions all the names of the different parts of the blade. And he's like, Oh yeah, this, that's the slashy bit. That's the, that's the stabby end. That's the grippy part. Well, I think, I think part of the, the little wrinkle there too was that Walter introduces him as a master of combat and he's like, no stage combat. So it's the same as like with Kermit. He thought it was photography and it was photobomy. <laughs> um, so he, he did his research on actual combat. And yes. Deadly came prepared to talk about how to stage a fight. Yes, that's true. Um, um, the grappling, the, the, the boxing or whatever they were trying to do. Uh, he actually threw a punch at him. So it was supposed to be stage combat, but he's not doing very good stage combat it, since he actually hit Walter in the face. Um, yeah. I don't, so I caught it when he was talking about swords, um, and said that the cutlass was good for soliloquies or monologues. Um, he, I don't know if you know what this what this quote is from but he said milk cha- milkshakes are for closers do you know what that was from what that what that i, I, I feel like i've seen heard i that thought the there will be blood because that's a famous movie that ends with a line about a milkshake but that's not how the line goes no it's i drink your milkshake so <laughs> yeah i i, I, I don't know. i want to say it might have been like wolf of wall street or something I feel like I've it heard could, that quote I somewhere. I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street, okay. so it could be. For it's all, all about uh, closing a deal and and sell and sales mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it might have been that, but I, I don't know. It it I just feel like I've heard that quote before. It, it was I was even trying to Google it while I was making notes, and there was nothing. So maybe it's just it, it's a PG version of some other kind of some other quote. Who knows? It could be. Yeah. <laughs> if they meant to say something else instead of milkshakes. Yeah, who knows. Um, then we went on to Pepe's Unbelievable Game Show, which is always a treat for me. It's pretty random. I like that Pepe just kind of flies by the seat of his pants in this sh- in this game show. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I expected this to get old, but I think it's it's been pretty solid. Uh, I liked this compared to the other Pepe game shows best. I think it was just the tying a tie on a cactus. That just that got a a chuckle out of me. (laughs) I liked the one that was um, Carol, the the hamper, where they were just throwing rocks into into Carol's mouth. I just found that hilarious. Bring out the hamper. Uh, Her name is Carol. All right, Carol the hamper, whatever. It's... (laughs) It has, it is kind of the, you know, off the wall zaniness yeah. that I, I think I want from the Muppets that 
challenges they come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sort of repeat gag that's I think is getting old here is that Pepe just makes up the points yeah. on the spot, and he pretty much just picks a favorite at the start. <laughs> yeah, um, he does. But it, it, it's I'm like whatever. But I I think as long as they don't spend a lot of time trying to hammer that point in, mm-hmm. and they can just do some other things. I don't think it. the the favorite is the favorite aspect. I I think you're right. He does pick a favorite right at the beginning, and that's the person who wins. Um, but I don't think they'd make it super obvious that that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, they make it very obvious that the points are made up and don't yeah. really mean anything. Yeah. It's definitely a whose line is it anyway kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of off, uh, off the top of his head, just like, ah, you, you win, whatever. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, the cacti, uh, tying a tie on the cacti was definitely a good bit. I liked that. Um, the the girl, Karina, she was definitely committing more to the cactuses actually, the cacti actually hurting her. I don't, mm-hmm. like, it, you could you could audibly hear her saying, ow, 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 as she's trying to tie this tie on. Um, great commitment to the bit. Um, and then the, the guy from Brooklyn, Eddie, he won you know, if that means anything. And he, his, his bonus round was with Swedish chef uh, building what looked like an Ikea bench or some kind of, some kind of furniture, um, which. It's whatever the uh, Swedish chef equivalent of Swedish is. Yes. Whatever they have instead of Ikea. Yeah. Ikea or something. Um, yeah. It, I, I thought this was funny. I, I would think that, uh, Swedish chef would be an expert at building this kind of stuff. Um, since he's from, like, he probably built built that stuff when he was a kid. Like, like he probably worked in an IKEA factory in Sweden when he was a kid before he got into cooking. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible. You know, we don't know the Swedish chef's life. We, you, I don't know if you've no, ever noticed, but he does have a wedding ring on. So, we, who who's Mrs. Swedish chef? Maybe she's That's back in maybe she's back in Sweden. I don't know. Um, so then we went to Muppet Labs field test again, where we were learning about pressure and hydraulics. I want to know why Bunsen Honeydew is so mean to Beaker. Like he's never been the nicest to him. Yeah, but this definitely it, it crossed a line. It, Before it was reckless endangerment. Yeah. Now it's like cruelty. Yeah, like with the pizza um, trajectory episode or whatever it was, they like took the cake that he like for for his for, in his first year of working for Bunsen Honeydew, and they wanted to smash that, and then they just ate it without him. And now they just took a box of his personal belongings, like a signed baseball that it's worth a lot, probably especially if it's actually by Babe Ruth, um, a teddy bear, uh, his first microscope, which was in mint condition, uh, a bunch of stuff that was just like personal belongings that Bunsen just stole either from his house or like on, on his office desk, if he has an office desk and just crushed it. I don't, it's, I don't know why he's so mean. Again, it's that base level comedy like, ha ha, look at the poor, poor assistant. You, you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to put that context into it, but it's still kind of out of, out of character for Bunsen. It, it, and it, it, it's not, like I said, cause there was always that element there. Like he, he, he put Beaker in danger. Yeah. 
more or less knowingly yes for the sake of science so to speak yeah but now it's like he's he's going going out of his way to harm beaker it's like i i just wonder if they just didn't think through how this would play or yeah i don't know uh, and and some of it too i and i noticed this with a lot of shows i i i struggle to enjoy anything where characters are just mean-spirited or selfish consistently Mm -hmm. even when it's played as like a gag i'm just like no i i don't i don't want to watch this (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's i don't know that the when it's good it's good like the sound episode i found uh really really interesting like they it was back to kind of it was almost basics of muppet labs where they were they had this old invention thing to help them with science um and the first half of the trajectory episode where they made an invention which was very classics muppets um and then they went into the being mean beaker um but like i don't know it's it's so up and down with the muppet labs uh on this show that's just i don't know it, it sometimes my favorite of the show of the episode and sometimes it's just like my least favorite um i think they also could have done a better topic than just pressure and hydraulics i mean i guess that's like part of some physics curriculum i'm sure yeah yeah i mean it it, it'll be interesting to see if they if they keep bringing this segment back every week like they have been Mm -hmm. what the what they'll do next they haven't really done anything i mean you'd think like magnetism would be a yeah that might be a thing pretty easy one to get something out of mm-hmm. but. yeah magnetized beaker and have just some metal pile on top of them yep yeah i there can see go. that um disney c- call us we're ready to write for muppet labs um so yeah that was the that was the last segment of this episode uh what would you rate this episode sam uh i think i'd give it a three again or maybe a two and a half okay um, um and that's mostly muppet labs dragging down like that disappointed me but this hmm. was i don't know i'd say a three i'd say it evens out it was okay. the muppet labs was on the low end and this yeah. was like i think the best pepe's game show for sure um i enjoyed the muppet masters again i i, I think it was nice to see a little bit more more classic uncle deadly yeah um not just the peggy's uh, piggy's snarky assistant deadly but agreed kind of more in line with his original character yeah i agree with that i would say i'm just looking through the notes again pepe's was good muppet masters was good and i'm i'm gonna give it a two and a half uh because uh of the the swedish chef bit in lifestyle that's gonna get me half a point give me half a point uh oh and that the Back to Muppet Labs. That was probably the best Joe from Legal bit uh, that I saw from this whole bit, from this whole thing. I generally don't like Joe from Legal. Just he says random legal jargon and then laughs and that's it. But he like actually made a joke at, at Piggy's expense, calling her a coffee hog. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually found that kind of funny. So... Uh, like he actually made a joke that wasn't just lawyer. Was Jim laughing at a non-joke. Yeah. Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Ha ha ha. That's typically Joe from legal. And he actually 
you know, again, he made a joke and I found that legit funny. Uh, so yeah, two and a half for me. You said, about, I think you said three or two and a half again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a three. I can't say it was much, much worse than, than four. Now that no. I think about it. Okay. If I gave four or three, I got to stick with that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was Muppets, Muppets in review. Uh, next, I typically do a Muppet Labs segment where I talk about uh, a particular part in the Muppet fandom and I just give my opinion on how it could be better. Since we have an actual guest, uh, we're going to we're just going to talk about the state of Muppets a little bit. Uh, how, how would you course correct the Muppets for what they are right now? Because we, from what we've been saying, there's not, they, they seem to be on a very simplistic path. Uh, very uh, and, base and level. I mean, Sorry. The thing is, I enjoyed the recent movies. Yeah. I thought the movies were, were good. Um, for whatever reason, the Muppets on TV seems to be cursed now mm-hmm. in that, you know, we had that ABC series um, that just flopped. Yep. Um, and I don't know if this will last. Uh, and really it's, it, it's on Disney. I don't know if Disney was just looking for something to rush out when they don't have a lot of content and they had this already in production and said, okay, let's just push that out. I don't know if they're, planning to put more behind it when they can or if they just kind of send it out to be like hey we need something to put on to keep people subscribing to disney plus until mandalorian comes back (laughs) yeah um Um, so for context what i've heard is that uh they had this show which was just supposed to be the segments would be weekly segments so like just the lifestyle uh, and then next week would be just an okie dokie cooking. And then next week would be just a Muppet masters or whatever. But, and they had an actual 22 minute show lined up and then they canceled that 22 minute show. So then they needed a slot. They needed something to fill a slot between, you know, Mandalorian and, you know, the Marvel shows are delayed. So we got to get, we need something to fill the time there. Um, so they just, so they filmed these extra, they, they filmed the backstage segments to be a through line to these segments that are really not, um, any, they're not connected in any way. So you've got, you kind of hit the nail on the head where it's, they had all these segments planned, but then their plans shuffled and they had to rush out. They had to basically change the format of the show. Oh, and, and I think too, in a lot of ways, on paper, this this show sounds pretty good because I think it was probably pitched as a return to the original roots of the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you know, it, it is a variety format. You've got, true. you know, different guest stars week to week. Although Tay Diggs and Linda are there every week. Yeah, um, but we've got different guest stars. We've got different skits starring different Muppets. We've got a, a little bit of a thing to tie it together. I mean, that's, that's how the original Muppet show worked. Yeah. I, I think it, it just, you know, they're almost too afraid of taking a little bit of risk because mm-hmm. they're afraid of how that would land. And I think that's, that's you know, the pendulum swinging the other way after the ABC show kind of 
I mean, at least for yeah. me, I watch that show like this isn't Kermit. This isn't Fozzie. Yeah. No, they're they're way out of off base. They're way out of character. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, everyone was so out of character there. Like Sam the Eagle was just this nerd in the in the office who, for whatever reason, was crushing on Janet. And at least now in this show, he's much more, he's a little bit more Sam the Eagle. Um, uh, he was in the yeah, Muppet. I mean, we haven't seen too much of him. He was but... in the Muppet Masters with Kermit. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of a, sort of, he, he just seemed a bit more like classic Sam. Um, where he was just kind of tone deaf to, certain hip things and all they're just but he was also trying to be a little bit hip with uh the the line about um time lapses um i don't know it it was a little bit more return to form for sam and you're right it is on paper this show is very much like the an updated muppet show for the 21st century for the internet age the streaming service age um I've said on this show before that, and for a little bit of context of how we know each other, we know each other through a Nintendo Discord uh, that we are both Patreons, uh, Patreon supporters of. Um, I've said before that I think it would work a little bit better if instead of these Zoom calls that they're doing, they do it like a Nintendo Direct, where you mm-hmm. have Kermit in front of a white screen or, or a green screen, um, saying oh that was that was a lovely segment here's uh here's the next thing featuring Fozzie and then you you can even have a backstage segment in between that where he's just off camera and stuff is just going horribly wrong either upload either getting those file those files into those quote-unquote live direct or um some uh, Fozzie is trying to pitch more jokes while the the stream is going or something to that effect. Uh, I thought that I think that might be a little bit more cohesive and imply that there's a bit more of a theme to the ep- a through line to the episode. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that could work. I don't necessarily have a problem with the, you know, backstage as it is because there's, there's just not that much of it. Mm. Um, I do find it odd that it's Scooter instead of Kermit. Mm. It makes sense, but it's just I, I would expect it to be Kermit. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of Kermit. He showed up in a little bit in five in one of the segments, and then he was just in episode one. Like, in- uh, there's a couple of conspicuous absences. I mean, we haven't gotten any real anything to really focus on Gonzo or Fozzie either. It's true. Um, they, they've shown up, but. Yeah, they've had little bits. Um, like I think episode two or three, it was uh, Fozzie was part of the backstage segment where he was trying to continuously uh, plug, like put in more jokes as they were uploading. So there was no real, really no time to add his his new segments in. Um, and then Gonzo had some hypothetical survival show that he didn't actually film. And he was going to go off and do. Um, uh, another thing that they could add, and you, you kind of mentioned it before, talking about the electric mayhem and how are they going to score this? And there isn't any, but that was a big part of the original show was yeah. music. You know, a lot, most, 
most uh, usually almost half the show was taken up by by musical performances mm-hmm. if you get guest stars that are you know musicians like I, I would think that would be the obvious way to go. Yeah, I would think um, that having a, like a, a music video for something with the Electric Mayhem and a, a singer would be great. Like you've got current stars that could, like not that they necessarily need promotion from the Muppets on a streaming service that only a small percentage of their market is going to see. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's classic Muppets. You have a musical guest and you sing one of their songs with the Muppets and animal goes crazy and throws a symbol at somebody. Um, you're right. That, that's a very classic segment that's missing. And that's this. even some, that even is kind of low hanging fruit. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it shouldn't take much to, to put that together. Yeah. If they've got new sets for a kitchen for the okie dokie cooking. Now, and- you know, maybe that, that requires a larger set larger you know filming crew Mm. um and right now they can't do you know yeah that's why we have the lifestyle segments every week is because they had to get something they could do in small spaces with social distancing and and Mm -hmm. all those requirements being met yeah i wish there was more information on how like production went both in our world and in the muppets world like making this show from Kermit's perspective or something like, like I'm sh- I was saying before, I'm sure COVID affected some part of the, of the production mm-hmm. on Kermit's end and, and the Muppets end. Um, but like, when did, I, I would love to know when they like actually finished filming everything and how much COVID actually affected. Like, was this supposed to be out? Was this supposed to be out in July or was this supposed to be out March? Or was this supposed to be out in December? Or I don't know. I, I would. The, you don't get sh- uh, set photos and and paparazzi things with this kind of show because it's all in a studio, versus out in the streets of New York like Captain America would be. Um, but I would like to. Uh, you know, if, if there was any art kind of articles, maybe there are, and I just haven't seen them saying Muppets now is wrapped filming and you could have a timestamp of like, Oh, this was done in February and editing was the problem because of COVID or rather than filming. I I mean, you'd have to wait a while to find that. Yeah. Or being Disney. It's like bonus feature on a DVD. Yeah, that's true. You got the casting crew talking about. Yeah, commentary tracks on their episodes. I feel uh, Being Disney, I feel like they'd never actually say anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Or uh, like you were saying, they're probably never going to admit like – actually say COVID or say there's a virus out or anything like that. Um, so you're, we're probably never going to actually know the answer to that question. Like what production was like and when you finished filming and whatever. Um, it would just be interesting to know that kind of stuff. Um, going forward, do you see what, what would you prefer, like you said, you're saying the Muppets are kind of cursed on TV right now. Would you prefer that they just go back to making more movies? Or do you think they could, I mean, you think a TV if the show movies are going to be like, if the movies aren't going to suffer. Yeah. Um, then that's, yeah, I would definitely go see movies. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I, I probably would have more optimism if instead of, cause this show I was like, okay, we'll wait and see. I'm a little optimistic, but I'm, I'm cautious. Mm-hmm. If, it, if they said we're making another movie after um, most wanted, most wanted, I would have been like, Oh, that'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. I'll go see that. Uh, this, I was like, Oh boy, they're doing another TV show. I know how the last one went. Um, and, and some of that's just the, you know, getting the bad taste out of my mouth. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool um, me twice, shame on you. I don't see why a TV show shouldn't work. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, th- I think the problem comes down to the, they keep going back to like the very basic elements of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think there's sort of two ways you can approach it. I'm just, just now thinking through this in my head, but you know, you think it, what those movie those movies I grew up with especially did is instead of necessarily adding more depth to the characters, they had this dynamic where it was because the Muppets are actors, you have Muppet treasure Island, right? Where mm-hmm. the Muppets are playing roles in the movie. So Kermit is captain Smollett, but he's also Kermit and that shows through at different points. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's a dynamic there that gives you some, things that mesh together in ways you wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, and I, I think that is likely to be better received mm. than trying to add new dynamics to the characters and their relationships, because that's what the ABC show tried to do because they realized, well, we can't just have, you know, Kermit be the same frog he's been for this many years. Um, we need to, you know, we need to add drama to his and Piggy's relationship. And, you know, that's what they decided to go with. And it didn't go over too well. It did not. Uh, yeah, they, they, I feel like Disney doesn't care about the Muppets. Like they claim to, like, I don't know where they claim to, but like in the, I don't know when the last time you went to, a, to Disney World or Disneyland is, but there's not a lot in the Muppets at the parks. There's just Muppet Vision 3D. And I, I went two mm. years ago and in the, there's not even, there's barely even Muppet get, uh, gear and merch in the Muppets themed gift shop. It's most, it was mostly like oh, wow. Nightmare Before Christmas and Pixar and like everything other than Muppets. There's maybe a, a Kermit pillow and maybe some pop vinyls, but that was about it which was really upsetting that in the Muppet section, and I think um, Pizza Rizzo's, which is their like little New York style pizza place in that little area was closed. Mm-hmm. It might be a seasonal restaurant. So that was closed and Muppet Vision 3D hasn't been updated in like 20 years, 30 years when it opened. Cause it's still all yeah, just- That was 3D. when those kind of rides were new. Yeah. And again, it hasn't been like, they haven't done any kind of updating to it. So that's, that's from like the same era as like star tours, right? Yeah. Uh, they were making the deal to. And look uh, at how much star Wars stuff they've added. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, they were making the deal to buy the Muppets or to put Muppets stuff in Disney world and Disneyland. I think around the time that Jim Henson died, which was seventies, late seventies. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think around the late 
mid to late 80s is when the, they actually bought the Muppets from Jim Henson company. Um, and yeah, they, they put Muppet Vision 3D and they haven't really done much with that. Um, I think in land, they have some kind of American history thing around the Hall of Presidents. Um, it's some show. I don't, I, I, I haven't been to land in a long time, so I don't exactly know what that one is. And then uh, before the pandemic closed everything down, they opened up a Muppet themed barbecue restaurant in world in Epcot specifically. Hmm. Um, it's got Sam the Eagle on the logo and I've seen a few videos of it. It's a, apparently a very good barbecue place. And there's like pictures of Bobo the bear and um, maybe Rolf there. And they're all like, they're, they're all barbecuing. Um, it's, it's very interesting. It's, it's very subtly Muppets, but you still get the hints of Muppets in there. Um, but yeah, there, there's really not a lot Muppets in the parks. They're clearly not paying, giving a lot of attention and love to the Muppets on Disney+. Plus or in the movies, like we haven't had a, I don't know when the last, probably 2011, 2012 was most wanted, I wanna say. Um, I said it was a little after that. Um, I could. I, maybe it's because I waited a while to watch. I didn't see it in theaters. I'd have, to, I'd have to. I saw the Muppets in theaters. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw them both in theaters. I remember uh, in my local theater, there was a, a big standee for Muppets Most Wanted. So leaving another movie, I went and saw, I, I went, uh, I went into that standee where it was like a bank, bank vault opening and you could kind of see your face. It was, so I remember seeing that in the theater uh, and going to see Muppets, both the Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted in the theaters and enjoying yeah, if, them. So if it wasn't 2012, it was probably like 13. Yeah, it was probably it was a while around ago. there. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um. Yeah, because I've been with my, I've been with my wife six and a half years. So that was 2014, and it definitely, I think it was before that. So 2012, 2013, something like that. 2014. Oh, okay. So Google's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I I was just afraid to Google on my phone while I was talking. Um. But okay, so 2014. Interesting. Maybe I went to see it with her. Maybe. Um, yeah, so it's 2014. That's six years since anything movie Muppets has, has happened. I, I, I wish Disney would roll, like, put more love and attention into the Muppets. And I know there's a lot of IPs that they can't have their hands in all the time. Uh, I mean... Now, do you think it's at all relevant that they put out the... Because that is still licensed by Disney, right? The Dark Crystal Netflix series. Because that's a I Jim Henson think property. It's still or Jim, did that? I think it's pure Jim Henson Company. Uh, that's pure Jim Henson Company. Yeah. Okay. They retain that. Yeah, they retain. Okay. HBO has Sesame Street. Disney has Muppets. Fine. I think and Jim Henson. To the point there, I mean, that was promoted much more. Yeah. Um. Uh, and Jim Henson like, still when, has. If it is Jim Henson Company, I mean. That's all they have. So yeah, gonna, they have Fraggle Rock. Put everything. In. Yeah, that's, and that's and on. Isn't that getting rebooted? 
I think it's on Amazon Prime. Or just re-release? Uh, I think it was a new I show. I heard something. I think it was a new show on Amazon or Prime or somewhere. But yeah, I think it's a new show that they made. Um, and then, yeah, Dark Crystal. Those are the big uh, big franchises, if you want to call it that, uh, of Jim Henson and where they live. And then there's like the newer stuff, like Happy Time Murders that Jim Henson or Brian Henson did, which was not... I don't think that did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very adult with Muppets. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, you know, we both love the Muppets. We want the Muppets to do well. I wish Disney saw that and was like, you know what? Let's do the Muppets right. Let's do them justice. Let's give them a good movie. Let, I don't know if they can necessarily pull off the parody still. Like you can't, I don't think like you could do Muppets Avengers or anything like that. I th- I feel like that'd be going too meta and too, oh, that's Kermit playing Iron Man or playing yeah, Nick Fury. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, It's difficult for me to point at what makes that different from like Muppet Christmas Carol, I guess just because that's a, it's a much more. Maybe it's class, classical literature. Maybe they just it, need to make yeah. more classic literature. Um, you know, do a Moby Dick or something. I mean, I would, I would watch that. I would watch the heck out of that Muppets Moby Dick. Who would you cast as Queequeg from the Muppets? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've actually read Moby Dick. I was just pulled that out of my head. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The Swedish Chef. We'll just say Swedish. Swedish Chef. chef. Yeah, they're per- perfect. Uh, I don't know who would be the whale. That's it, it would just be a giant Muppet whale that they made for the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that was a pretty good talk about the, fu- the, the current state of the Muppets, the future state of the, the future of the Muppets that we would like to see. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. Um, Sam, thank you very much for joining me on this show. Um, no problem. You know, I, I think this discussion motive uh this the this format of of discussion was very was very helpful i hope my my six viewers my six listeners rather uh enjoyed that and uh is there any um if 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 people want to get a hold of you for any reason you know tell you how much this this uh episode sucked or how much it was great and how how you saved the episode uh what would be your twitter handle or your instagram or anything like that um, I don't do a whole lot of social media. Okay. Um, so don't I, try to I hang find out Sam. on the Nintendo on on the Nintendo Dad's Discord, as as you mentioned. Okay. Um, Where he, I, he, I post quotes from Earthbound, a classic Super Nintendo game, on yes. Twitter. Okay. Under the handle Third Strongest Mole at Mole Third. Okay. That's about all I do. That's about all you do. <laughs> all right. Um. So don't go to Sam for for any uh, problems that you had with the episode. Come to me. Tweet at me at Old Frog and Piggy. Uh, all one word. Capitals where you think they would be. Thank you so much to Anchor for letting me ho- letting me host this po- podcast. Uh, if you would uh, like to help shape the show, leave me a five star review on your the podcast uh, app of your choice. Five star review. 
uh, written reviews are even better. Really help the show out. And um, band play me out. Yeah.